Blue Jackets have finally broken their losing streak against the Metropolitan Division, their losing streak overall. And uh, is Daniil Tarasov back? We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jacket, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jay Foster, with me is my co-host, Hayden Hanson, and we are here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favourite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube, as well as SiriusX. Um, catch every game of the Blue Jacket season with Sirius XM on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Columbus Blue Jackets. I just want you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It feels like it's been a million years. The Blue Jackets have won a game and a game against the Metropolitan Division as well, which... Uh, it's been a minute. I think the last game they beat a Metropolitan team would have been the game against the Devils back on Black Friday. Um, so it's 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 been a minute. But um, I want to I want to start off this episode by talking about Daniel Tarasov because he was far and away the best Blue Jacket on the ice for me, and I think we're starting to see now that maybe he wasn't a hundred percent when he got back on the ice at the start of December. Um, and sometimes it just takes a couple of games to warm up because I thought this game, he was phenomenal. Last game, the, or the last game that he played, uh, which I believe was the overtime loss against someone. The Sabres. The Sabres, thank you. Uh, he was also excellent in that. So is Daniel Tarasov back? Is the goaltending conversation in the room about to get a little bit more complicated? What do you think, Hayden? Oh yeah, the goaltending the goaltending room has always been complicated for Columbus. Uh really since the Bobrovsky and Corpusalo tandem, I think is the last time it really made sense. For for a while, I think Blue Jackets fans have believed that Daniel Tarasov could be this team's number one goaltender. And I think the way that he's playing right now is definitely I mean, Elvis has played good this year too. It's not like Elvis has lost the position by no means. I guess if there's one thing you take from this game and when you are thinking about the goaltending room, it's just like, hey, whenever Elvis is sick, which seems to be every once every two weeks he gets sick. And I know he's got a young kid in school, so I'm not going to like I'm not I don't know what that's like. I don't have a young kid, but I, I hear parents of young children tend to get sick more often. So Whenever Elvis is down, to know that you have a stud goaltender like Daniil Tarasov, or even when Elvis isn't even injured, when it, when Elvis is just playing, you know, a little off, to know that you have an option like Daniil Tarasov changes the complexion of this season for me. And I saw somebody in the comments the other day on our most recent episode, you know, I was talking about playoffs and just like, you know, don't even blame me. What what else am I supposed to talk about? Okay, I either can talk about the playoffs or I can talk about the draft. And both of those things are pretty equally depressing because the Blue Jackets probably aren't going to make the playoffs 
and it's not fun to talk about the draft. But when you have two goaltenders like the like Daniil Tarasov and Elvis Merz Lincolns, I think it's possible still for this team to make the playoffs, Jay. I still do. It's not too late yet. I will always reference the 2019 Blues who added Jordan Bennington to their roster in January. And they they went from last place in the league to the Stanley Cup champion. So the Blue Jackets added Daniil Tarasov to their roster kind of at the same time. I'm not saying that it's the same exact thing, but if I have to talk about something, I'm going to keep talking about their chances. And right now, Tarasov is is my only hope to keep this thing alive because he's good. He is. He's he's good. Uh, I kind of I I still like. I'm not worried about Elvis. Um, again, he has been far and away worlds better than he's been the last couple of seasons for this team. Um, but I do think I was thinking about this. Like, when was the last time I wasn't worried about the backup goaltending in Columbus? You know, of oh, the starter's out, the backup's playing. Uh oh. You know, and it might go all the way back to Curtis McElhinney, um, who I believe left the team in like 2016, 2017. Um, but yeah, the goaltending is not my problem. What I would love now is I would love for the offense and the goaltending to show up in the same game. Because it feels like every single time the Blue Jackets goalies pull out an, ex- an exceptional performance, like tonight, the forwards just don't know how to score or they don't know how to shoot. Like they got outshot, what, 40, 41 to 28, which is not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, they kind of rallied in the third period a bit, which I'm not used to the Blue Jackets doing either. Uh, but they were outshot 14 to 6 in the first period and then 13 to 8 in the second, 13 to 12 in the third. And then they outshot the Flyers 2 to 1 in overtime before taking it in, in the shootout, which, I mean, the shootout is such a gimmick. Uh, and it the shootout is what it is. I'm I'm pleased we got the win. Uh, I I hate winning in the shootout because it is just a coin flip, you know. Um, it's a coin flip, but I think the I think it showed who the better goaltender was. Which you know, Sam Harrison going into tonight was three and zero in a shutout or in a shootout. Excuse me, he was three and zero for the Flyers this year. And I believe this was only the Jackets' second shootout of the season. So the Flyers were a much more experienced team in that period. And the Jackets got it done. And all it really took was a a beautiful Johnny Gaudreau move. Like, that was – God, that's what you pay for, man. That's that's just – that's – hey – that's it right there. That's 11% of your cap is is for him to make that move, you know? (laughs) Like, that was awesome. And then Daniil Tarasov – didn't even fret at all going into a shootout. I believe it was uh, Couturier who almost hit a nice uh, backhand move on him. That just would have been gross. But he stopped that first one, and then it was, and then he just he took over. Man, I think I think what the shootout definitely does is show who was the better goaltender, which to me is enough to win you a hockey game, which tonight was Daniil Tarasov. Because, he again, he stopped, what did you say, 40 shots tonight? Uh, like, he stopped 39 of 41. Yeah. Great job. I mean, just he won the game. This is what we were talking about, I feel like, early on in this year. Like, yeah, Elvis has been playing worlds better. But he had it didn't really feel like he was necessarily stealing games. I feel like Daniil Tarasov definitely 
stole one tonight at, at in Philadelphia, which is is what they needed. This is the juice that this team needed to not only start the month of January, but to start the 2024 calendar year, right? Like this is awesome. You needed to get that road win. You needed to knock that monkey off your back of not winning a Metro game in the last six. So that was great. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a little break. And then when we get back, what I want to do is talk about another player that I thought had a really good game. Uh, And I don't believe appeared on the score sheet, but uh, I want to talk about Jake Bean, who I thought was the best defenseman on the ice tonight. Uh, So we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, we've got to talk about FanDuel because uh, the NFL regular season is just about wrapping up. But don't worry, there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do is uh, you don't even have to win. Just place your bet, pick whichever team you want. Pick the Lions, pick the Vikings, pick the Bengals, the Browns, whoever you want. And uh, either you win, which is great, or you lose, which is still great because you're going to get 150 bucks in bonus bets anyway. The app is super easy to use. Uh, you can do same game parlays. Uh, you can use the new Explore tab to find new exciting bets. They've got a parlay hub where you can make your own parlays uh, and even more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Talking about the Blue Jackets winning 3-2 to two in a shootout over the Philadelphia Flyers, snapping, uh, I believe, a three-game losing streak overall and a six-game losing streak against the Philadelphia, against the Metropolitan Division as a whole. Um, we talked about Dan- Daniel Tarasov, MVP for me. Uh, but I want to talk about Jake Bean, who I thought was very, very good in this game. Um, there was a couple of moments where um, Jake Bean is one of those players, I think, that you don't really notice all of the time unless something goes wrong or something goes really, really right, you know? Um, but there were a couple of moments in that game where I looked up and Jake Bean was just like, like he 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 just, he went up against Travis Konechny. He went up against Sean Couturier, um, all of the Flyers big guys. And Jake Bean was just like having none of it. Uh, which is which is really great to see. He uh, led the team in uh, in possession percentage, shot attempt share at fifty three percent. The only other players to be above fifty percent at, at even strength were the Russian line and Jack Ruslovic. So you know he's in pretty good comp- uh, pretty good. Uh, uh, what's what I want? He's in pretty good uh, company there. Um, and he only played 15, 15 minutes at, at even strength, which we're back to doing that, I guess. Um, just, again, some very strange lineup choices, which I'm going to want to talk about. Um, what was interesting, I thought, is that Erica Branson played the least of all of the defensemen at five on five. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but definitely surprising. Um, so I guess let's let's talk a little bit about the defense as a whole because I think it definitely is is missing something with Wierenski out. But how do you think the defense looked in general in this game? Because I feel like it's been shaky for a couple of games now, but it looked not terrible in this one. Yeah, it's been shaky, and I know the Flyers put a lot of shots on goal tonight. But let's let's give credit to the Flyers and let's give credit to Torts. He has he is squeezing the most out of that team 
for sure. And they were missing Cam Atkinson tonight, who is definitely a threat on offense for them. Um, Konechny got his. Konechny got his. And, dude, he is – is he is he the – arguably the best – I don't – this is a kind of a hot take, but is he the best player in the Metro? <laughs> is he? Um, I'm going to say no. But he's definitely the best player on the Flyers, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty darn good, dude. Like he, he'll lock down the like he was the, the they have the third best uh, penalty kill, and I think a huge chunk of it is is because Travis Konechny just he doesn't stop playing full speed. He is the quintessential like John Tortorella player in oh, terms 100%. of yeah, and he's so good. He's so good. He's got 19 goals this year. Um, I know there's Sebastian Ajo, Artemi Panarin. I know there's plenty of – I know there's Alex Ovechkin. Like, there's great players in the Metro, but I think Konechny definitely deserves his. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're beating up on the defense for sure, not having Wierenski, not having, you know, Boquist as an option, not having Nick Blankenberg, who it's, it's been a minute since we've seen him. But um, not having those guys definitely hurts. But I think the defense. I think it's. I think it's. It's fine. It's just. It's just okay. It's a lot. It's a lot better than last year, which for me is 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 okay for now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like jumping up and down, happy that the defense. Uh, happy about the defense, but I think they're they're okay. I I actually think Pascal needs to devote more attention to these overtime periods and how he's divvying up the forwards and how he's divvying up power play time too. I think he needs to take a closer look at those because he can't, he he has to just work with what he's got with the defense, which I mean, you're starting Jake Christensen out there. I mean, not starting him, but like you have to have him out there as a, a third line D pair, which I thought him and Erica Branson were fine together tonight. I, I thought that was okay. I thought Erica Branson actually was the weaker link tonight. Um, he's been great all year. But I thought he had a couple turnovers tonight that he could have cleaned up for sure. So, not not mad about the defense. I mean, as long as you got a goalie that's going to stop shots. And let's let's be honest. I don't know the advanced stats. I, I haven't looked them up yet. But I would be willing to bet that a lot of the shots that came on Daniil Tarasov were outside of high percentage scoring areas. You know, so it's like if they're flushing if they're flushing the play out. That's fine. Um, and it's just trust the goalie. You say that actually, because uh, I did just look this up because I was curious. Um, so at five on five, the Philadelphia Flyers had fifty-one shot attempts on, um, on Tarasov. Only five of those were high danger shot attempts. So yeah. forty-six of them were low danger or medium or mid danger. The Blue Jackets had forty-two shot attempts on Erson and had six high-danger shot attempts. So the Blue Jackets actually out-attempted the Flyers at high-danger shots, um, only by one, but a significantly higher percentage. Uh, they had, uh, yeah, six, it was six to five were the final the final uh, shots for high-danger Corsi 4. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting, and that it's it's something that I thought as well, and it's nice to see that the... That the Shot attempts back it up. I feel like Daniel Tarasov made a lot of solid saves, but I don't know that a lot of them were like, you know, how goalies sometimes they have a game when you're like, 
they just make these insane saves that you don't even know how it happened. And I don't know that Tarasov needed to do any of those. I think the defense did a decent-ish job uh, keeping them to the outside and keeping them to... Um, like, I feel like a lot of his saves were shots from the point that he saw all the way through, you know? And the goals that he did allow, one of them was Travis Konechny doing Travis Konechny things and um, deflecting. And then the other one, I believe, it just kind of rolled in as Tarasov and Konechny were falling over. So what what can you do about, about goals like that, you know? So... Yeah, credit credit to the defenseman for keeping the Flyers on the outside. Would like to see fewer shots, but the shot selection I'm not too upset with, if that makes sense. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely I thank you for looking up the advanced stats. The Tarasov also had uh a huge stop there in the third period where he was left all alone with somebody. And I can't remember who it was, but it was a great save, kept them in the game. He's the reason they won the game tonight. There's no question about it. And as long as you have a goalie like that, then, yeah, he's going to patch a lot of the holes that the defense is giving up. But from based off those stats, it seemed like the Jackets did a really good job flushing the play outside of the hash marks, which is exactly what the Bruins did to you just a couple nights ago, Jay. Like, the like Pascal Vincent keeps talking about how he, he – ever since the Jackets have played the Bruins – Pascal's been a little obsessed with the Bruins and just the way that they have been playing hockey the last decade, really, which is just let the game come to them, be patient, and take advantage of your opportunities, which I think is exactly what the Jackets did tonight. They didn't do it in a stunning fashion, but they did it good enough to get the job done, which to me shows improvement, shows that the team is getting better, and I also – just remember that Jack Hughes is also playing in the Metro division. I'll just give him the best match. There you go. So no, nobody can say Hayden doesn't know puck. Jack Hughes is the best player in the Metro, but Travis oh, connect. I'm sure Penguin fans good. will get mad about you for that, but I also don't really care what Penguins fans think. So it's fine. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, about all those guys. I still don't think it was like a sterling defensive effort or whatever, but I think it was, it's a game that is, it was much closer than the initial box score indicated. And you know what? I'll take that. Um, let's take another quick break. And when we get back, we get to talk about some World Juniors because uh, the Blue Jackets have a prospect. Like for all today, 1.30 Eastern, uh, that is, and uh, how excited we are in just a second. Here are Locked on Blue Jackets. Before that, though, uh, I just want to tell you all about Sleeper, because we're almost halfway through the season, and there's been some highs and there's been some lows, mostly lows for the Blue Jackets. But uh, regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. They are our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether guys like Jack Hughes, Travis Konechny, uh, Boone Jenner will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your money on sleeper, all you need to do is correctly predict the outcome of eight different player stats. You heard me, Blue Jackets fans. You can win 100 times your money by predicting eight player stats correctly. 
on Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get a free $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. I don't know if you managed to watch the USA-Finland game earlier uh, yesterday, Hayden, but... uh, USA made it difficult for themselves, but they did win. They are going to be facing off against Sweden for the gold medal later today. Uh, Gavin Brindley named one of the top three Americans in the tournament, along with uh, Kurt Gauthier and uh, Lane Hudson, uh, both of whom are extremely good players. Gavin Brindley is in excellent company there. He had six goals in six games and uh, assisted on the uh, game-winning goal for the USA versus Finland. Um, I'm going to be watching the the USA-Sweden game tomorrow or uh, later today as of the um, time of you guys listening to this. Every time I watch Gavin Brindley play, I just get more and more excited about what we're going to see from him at the pro level. You know, I think he probably does the Kent Johnson thing of signs at the end of this season, um, comes over, gets his eight games in the NHL or whatever to finish the season, and then gets a real good look at training camp next year. And uh, I'm just really, really excited for that. He's maybe the most exciting Blue Jackets prospect at the minute, considering I I don't know that I class Fantilli, Johnson, Juracek as prospect anymore because they've all played, you know, most of the season in uh, in the NHL. So is there a prospect for the Blue Jackets that's more exciting than Gavin Brindley? I don't think so. But uh, what do you think, Hayden? No, no, not even close. This guy is leading the World Juniors right now in goals, which is, I mean, the World Juniors is the the most important tournament other than the Stanley Cup playoffs, like in in the sport of hockey. It's, it's, It's a feeder system for the NHL, and it's really good to know that amongst those peers that that Gavin Brindley is sticking out of the most. And granted, he's got a great team around him, Team USA, is definitely probably the favorites in this one against Team Sweden, but uh, credit Team Sweden, playing in their home country, getting to the final. I'm sure a lot of the fans in Sweden were probably pulling for Finland to win that game just because, you know, the Finland-Sweden gold medal match would just be just unbelievable from a rivalry perspective. But uh, selfishly, as a Jackets fan and as an American, I'm excited to see Team USA in it. They're going for their sixth um, World Junior title, which is fun. But I'm I'm more excited about Gavin Brindley. It could be Team Canada playing. It could be Germany playing. As long as Gavin Brindley's on the ice, like I'm going to watch because he is so exciting. He he knows how to. He's just a natural goal scorer, and it's not necessarily because he's this amazing stick handler or he's got all this speed. He's just a really smart player, and he just knows when to be in that high scoring area at the right time. And his teammates can find him. And I just, I'm going to sit back tomorrow at one thirty Eastern time, um, kick my feet up and I'm going to enjoy uh, daydreaming about what Adam Fantilli is going to do when he finds Gavin Brindley in the slot this time next year. Heck, this year, at the end of this year, right? Gavin Brindley is going to probably finish his season with Michigan and and join the jackets right like that that can happen that's that's the thing yeah. that happens you've got, you've got to think that's their first thought is 
they get Gavin Runley to Columbus and like, right, okay, let's put you on Fantilli's wig and see if you guys can recreate that magic from from college because they were just so good together. But like just a handful of the players that Gavin Brindley outplayed on his own team, uh, Will Smith, who was drafted fourth overall, Ryan Leonard was drafted eighth overall in the same draft, uh, Oliver Moore, 19th overall in that draft. Uh, Cutter Gautier was named a player of the of the tournament, so was Lane Hudson, so we'll skip over those guys. Uh, Isaac Howard was a first-round pick of uh, the 2022 draft. Um, Gabe Perot, 23rd overall in this most recent draft. Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, first-round pick from 2022. Frank Nazar, first-round pick from 2022. And he was better than all of those guys. Uh, and I think that's really, really exciting when you consider where the Blue Jackets drafted him, which, okay, he's, he's a second-round pick. He's not a seventh-round pick. But when I look at the fact that a lot of the amateur scouts that I talked to had him in kind of their top 10 to 15. I know I was talking to Will Scout uh, the other day, who's one of my favorite prospect expert guys. Uh, he had him at ninth overall, and the Blue Jackets got him at 34th. So... This is just going to become locked on. If, if the if the Americans win World Juniors, we might just turn this into locked on Gavin Brindley for a couple of weeks um, because that's probably going to be the most exciting thing that's happened to the Blue Jackets organization since they drafted Fantilli. Um, and they've played a lot of hockey since then. So um, go USA. It's it's World Juniors is always fun for me because I don't really have a horse in the race. Um, so like, I wouldn't have been mad about Canada making it to the gold medal game because they had Matejuk and Dume. Uh, I wouldn't have been mad about Finland making it. Uh, Oiver Keskinen had a really strong tournament, I thought. Um, the Blue Jackets picked him up in the seventh round of the most recent draft, I believe. So, like, everything's coming up Columbus at the minute, prospect-wise. But Gavin Brindley, definitely my favorite of the prospects. Really, really, really excited to see him in the NHL. And I do think it will be at the end of this season. Um, and then he might need to spend some time in the AHL, but I am expecting NHL debut for Gavin Brindley, probably around about the 23rd of March. I'm just kind of pulling a date out my butt there, but, um, that's all we kind of got for today. Unless you have anything else that you want to add about Gavin Brindley. I was just going to say about this gold medal match in general, I'm, I'm looking, Sweden's got like five or six first round draft picks already drafted by nhl teams um so this is going to be a heck of a game it's going to be a great game like i said if you're if you're a true you know diehard uh nhl hockey fan if you're if you're an everydayer you watch this game because a good dozen of these players at least are going to be like full-time nhl players in the next couple of years it's a very fun game to watch i don't think i need to say anything more on that um it's gonna be a fun game yeah i'm excited yeah, World Juniors. It's just it's it's if your team is bad in the NHL, World Juniors is like the best time of the year. I know JD mm-hmm. Young of Locked On Sharks has been having a ball because there were like a million Sharks prospects having a good time. So uh, Blue Jackets fans, if you have got nothing to do uh, this afternoon, go ahead watch uh, USA versus Sweden and uh, just wait for Gavin Ridley to do something insane because he almost definitely will. Um, tomorrow uh, we're going to preview uh, tomorrow night's game against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about Boone Jenner, who was named to the All-Star Game in Toronto. Uh, we'll talk about what we think of that selection. Is there anyone that we would have chosen instead? 
uh, and who the Blue Jacket fans should rally behind to try and vote into the Metropolitan Division uh, All-Star roster. And that's what coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for listening to today's episode, making it your first listen of the day. Uh, Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Uh, we're on SiriusXM. I'm on Twitter at uh, underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Hayden is at Hayden H971. Uh, the show is at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com if you have concerns, questions, criticisms, uh, comments, anything like that. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.